At first, I was just doing it just for fun, but then I feel like I am creating a community. Mm, people here is not patient as I expect. You know, in Hong Kong, we are kind of expected to wait for something good. Hey, welcome to the Behind the Frames podcast. This is a podcast about content, creativity, and entrepreneurship. Today, we are joined by Cam Fung. Cam Fung is a video creator on Instagram. Sharing his ex- immigration experience from Hong Kong to Canada to those who are also on the same path. We, as a creator, we have to kind of follow this algorithm to make yourself become more reachable. I don't want to just making interesting or funny content. I want to bring this to the next level to inspire more people. In today's episode, we talked about his personal immigration experience to Canada. We talked about the creative process with creating reels, and we also talked about the idea and the future of creating communities for his audience. And welcome to my conversation with Ken. So hey Ken, welcome to the podcast. You came to Canada just about less than two years ago, right? Hey, How is that? How? Right now is pretty good. Canada is a country that is easy to adapt to. But honestly, for the first few months, I would say three months to half year, I I really hate it. I mean, I hate Canada as a whole because I hate the um, public transportation. I hate the weather. That's obvious. And I, I also hate the loneliness because this is a new country, new place for for me. So you don't have friends, and you know, obviously, I don't have my families here. For the first few months, it was really tough. But right now, I would say I am kind of settled down. So right now, it's pretty good. Strong ad- adaptability. I am curious. Do you remember like the moment when you like you like got off the flight from like Hong Kong to Canada, like fifteen hours or something? And yeah. you, 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 you went through the custom and they stepped mm-hmm. into Canada for the first time. You were like, yeah, like yep. how, how, did, how do you remember that feeling? I can still recall that I have to wait for the immigration officer to offer me that uh, work permit. So <laughs> I think I wait for almost an hour. There's something really interesting to me because um, not just me, right? There are a whole bunch of people waiting for, for the line, in, I mean, in the line. And after like 10 minutes, I see people getting frustrated and start to kind of yell at, at, at the officer, like, why it takes so long? But it's just 10 to 15 minutes. Okay. But, you know, in Hong Kong, there are so many people and they're so crowded. Even uh, when you go to a restaurant, you have to wait for maybe uh, 20 minutes. If that restaurant is uh, famous, I was like, mm, people here is not patient as I expect hong kong we are kind of expected to wait for something good so yeah that's the first impression of canada for me i think the normalcy is that you have to wait in line if you're not waiting in line the restaurant is not good <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> and um i mean like for me like i came to canada in 2016 as well i was in high school grade 10 um all my friends like came all the way to like send me off to Canada. It was like, oh, it's like so cool. Yeah. Um, like literally, like after we took a bunch of pictures, I turned around, I like, went into like the departure gate, and I was just like, oh, like oh, I'm so sad. <laughs> and I when I first came here, like the first three months, it just like ah, uh, like like why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take me back to Hong Kong. Hundred <laughs> percent agree. How, how was like? How was your first like? 30, 60 days in Canada. 
if you recall. So the first 30 days, I would say it's pretty tough because like I said, the, the public transportation here is so disappointing. <laughs> I mean, when you compare to Hong Kong, I didn't have a car yet and I didn't have any driving experience in Hong Kong. I had my license uh, there, but I didn't drive at all because obviously mm -hmm. in Hong Kong, you don't really have to drive to get to everywhere. So I was a bit worried because it's hard to get a car by that time because of the supply issue. I wait for six months to get my new car. And before I got my new car, it was really tough. And it was winter already. And I have to take the, um, I mean, take the bus to, to work. I mean, two bus, like a transit. And um, it was really cold. And I still remember it was snowing at night. I was quite sad about that. <laughs> like, when my car is coming, I mean, the turning point is I got my new car and everything is, you know, easier. So, yeah, that's pretty much all of my first six months i see i i remember like there there are points that when um when you have to bus and you have to walk outside dark at night and there's like no yeah. way it's like super cold like the, the first time i was doing it i was like oh like it, like it's like a movie scene it's like, it's like... <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly and then, and then and then like when i do that for like the third time i was like yo this is so tough <laughs> when you I think now you make reels and that really mimics like the immigrant's life, like seeing like, oh, first coming to Canada from Hong Kong. I'm curious, what, what gave you the idea to get started making content? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. Before I moved to Canada, so I kind of make a promise to myself, like I have to do or develop something that I won't do or I won't be able to do in Hong Kong. So that will make my, you know, decision to be more valuable to, to move to Canada. So, um, but I didn't have any idea on what to work on or what to start with. Digital content is kind of popular right now and everyone is easy to get into this field. Uh, there is so much uh, competition, but if you are creative enough, if you are having some story to share, you will be able to do some relatable content. And I feel like my experience is most of the... Hong Kong people are experiencing like, should I uh, move to another country or should I stay in Hong Kong? And if you move to a new country, what kind of struggle, what kind of difficulties you are, you are facing? So at that point, I feel like mm, that's a good idea to, you know, start creating contents. And there we go. I think I think there is like an element uh, which is like for people in Hong Kong, they're thinking about like, what is life in Canada look like? And mm -hmm. there's another part of it is for like, people from Hong Kong in Canada thinking about like, oh, this is relatable. This is funny. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Before you came to Canada, like, have you been in the field of like digital marketing? Like what kind of jobs or occupations were you in before? Uh, in Hong Kong, I only have worked in the banking and finance industry. So I have never did anything related to marketing or creating digital content. I mean, I studied business. I had a, uh, you know, introduction course to marketing, like teaching us the four P if you're studying marketing, you know what the I'm saying? Piece. Yeah, the four P's, but you know, in reality, you won't be able to use it. So yeah, I mean, I, I didn't have any um, digital content experience. I just start from scratch, learn from YouTube. There are so many resources you can look at and, you know, try to learn from those successful creator out there do you remember your first ever reel so uh, yeah i i do i do remember that it's about outfit in hong kong versus the outfit in canada uh, at that 
you know, period of time, I, I'm not sure why the algorithm is keep suggesting me those uh, outfit uh, content. I just see uh, some kind of transition is really cool. Like when you put a shirt on, on your like dumb it yeah. on, on your body and then it changes yeah, yeah, suddenly. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. uh, I was like, oh, it's, it's kind of cool. And when I think deeper, I think the transition effect is kind of easy to do it. So that's why I, yep. I'm thinking, why don't we, I mean, why don't I try a Canada outfit versus a Hong Kong outfit. And at that time it's winter. And I was like, yeah, winter in Canada, every day I, I dress the same thing. But then in Hong Kong, you, you kind of dress up yourself to impress other. I think that's a kind of uh, cultural uh, difference as well. I remember there's another view about like, um, it's like 12 degrees in Hong Kong and everyone's like wearing like three yeah. layers of shirts and clothes and jackets. And in Canada, just like, oh. <laughs> It's a warm day today. Just like exactly. a t-shirt. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like making these kind of cultural difference or comparison between Hong Kong and Canada is interesting and people find it relate relatable. And that, that's the one of the breakthrough videos as well for that 12 degree. Do you have a favorite video? Recently, I posted a comparison between uh, driving lessons in Hong Kong versus driving lessons in Canada. I I kind of like that because I'm not sure if your audience will, will, you know, watch any like Hong Kong classic funny video, which mm -hmm. one of them is uh, driving a coach in, I think not, <laughs> not in Hong Kong, but but Kwang, Kwang Dong, I think. So okay. he keep, you know, scolding the student really harsh with some bad words as well and it, it was like a very popular video back then and i feel like mm, that's an interesting topic as well so i did a comparison uh, again and that's my true feeling as well because the coach here is so nice they are more encouraging even she uh, i mean he's an asian because i would say it's a tradition for asian driving coach to be harsh to to the student but yeah anyway i i find it um uh, really encouraging for those coach in, in canada and that's why i i made that real and i i still I, like it yeah exactly you can scold <laughs> for like anything and canadian yep. drivers are just like super nice it's like that's yep. okay it's okay yeah it's okay try it next time yeah, and how can I just like leave, <laughs> leave? Yeah, don't drive. <laughs> they will always say, "Oh, come on, you, you won't be able to pass. Maybe you have to, you know, enroll extra extra lessons to 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 be more competent for the exam." Oh, true. <laughs> They're trying to sell you more lessons. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like also like parenting. It's like a little bit of that too. It's yeah, like Asian parents are like super strict. Uh, you have to do X, Y, Z. But 100%. speaking of that, like. How how were you like like growing up? So I would say, well, that's a really tough question. <laughs> I have to look back my you know twenty plus life. Um, I would say I had a good childhood because my parents are really nice to me, although uh, they are kind of tradition, like they are harsh, but that shaped my personality as well. I mean, let me put it in this way. Uh, they will be harsh, but then they gave me opportunity to speak, to, to express myself and to do whatever I, I like. So I think that's a really good parenting style. Yeah, I would say th this uh, shaped my personality to be uh, more positive instead of, you know, thinking to the 
bad side of anything. Yeah, overall, I had a good childhood. In my secondary school, I would say I really enjoyed it um, because I, I took up some leadership role as well, which uh, also shaped my another personality to be kind of a, a leader because I was a, you know, chairperson of some kind of society and I, I learned how to, you know, interact with people, how to lead a group of, I would say I had a really uh, exciting uh, childhood and, and, and school life. Yeah. I see. But in terms of like, let's say if I ask like your, your childhood best friend, like, what do you think of mm-hmm. Ken? Like, what would he say? Uh, they would think of me as a uh, energetic, positive friend who always uh, try to do some exciting thing. I would say, like, say, for example, in, in, in my uh, secondary school, uh, I, I play badminton. I, I want to be to be excellent i want to be like winning some uh, awards uh, in the inter-school competition and i will you know try all my best to motivate my my teammates and try to get a good result for the for the school sometimes i will be harsh to to my teammate but overall i think we we had a really good time i would say um enjoying the practice trying to do our best uh, on the competition i would say that that's how they would think of me and i wish they would think of me in that way <laughs> um okay sounds good sounds good i i think that translates to like um let's say your job in banking or finance is like very demanding very competitive and mm-hmm. even now in content as well as you mentioned it's like very very competitive um yeah. like i'm i'm curious when you think of making content like have have you ever had like an aha moment when you were like, okay, like I think like I want to make more of this and it could be a business opportunity. Did you ever have that moment? At first I was just, you know, doing it just for fun. But then I feel like I am kind of creating a community. Those who move from Hong Kong to other country, not just Canada, but maybe also UK or Australia. And I start to feel like maybe I can do something out of it. Um, right now, I'm not sure, but overall, I would say if I can make some inspiration or make people feel happy about the decision for moving to other country, I would just try to have some inspiration to to others who watch my, my content. But like a lot, when, when you ask people about, the, about these questions, like they would say, like, I want to like those XYZ kind of content. But what mm-hmm. you were saying, it's like, I want my audience to feel this way. It's like it's like yeah, another way to describe like okay, like I want to help these people have a better time or make their time moving to other country easier. Has that always been a vision, like, or was it slowly evolving to that? Inspiring others is always my you know interest. Can I say that? Because <laughs> uh, like I said in secondary school, I kind of motivate my teammates to to become a better player. Like for normal friendship, I always had you know deep conversation to you know again motivate them to you know do whatever they they want to do. So talking about content, uh, I would say yeah, that's that's my goal as well. I, I don't want to just, you know, just for fun because I feel like nowadays, especially in the um, Instagram world or TikTok world, most of the content, most of the reels are just, just for fun, like for 10, 10 seconds or 20 seconds for fun. We, as a creator, we have to kind of follow this algorithm <laughs> or follow this trend to make yourself 
become more um, reachable. And mm-hmm. uh, but I don't want to just making interesting or funny content. I want to bring this to the next level to inspire more people. The I like the vision that you have here, and I wanted to also be more practical um, with the audience who are listening in. Like you immigrated from Hong Kong to Canada, and you also are working on a full time job right now. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Like how how is it like like balancing between those two? Um. I would say time management is really, really important because uh, not just about full-time job and digital content. Because you know, when you move to a new country, you will have so much thing to do. Like getting a driver license would, would take you maybe half a year, and in between, you need to take classes, you need to take the exam, you need to do most of the I mean work by yourself. You really have to dedicate time for you to pursue or develop a interest or a you know. Side hustle, which is maybe a digital content, maybe、um, something else that you like. So for myself, I really dedicate some time to you know think about the content, like to think about the idea. I have to talk to my girlfriend as well. Like this Saturday、uh, afternoon, I have to do some filming. We have to do、mm. some、um, editing. We we cannot go out. Okay, so.、Mm. The compromise you have to make. Yeah, that's how I arrange my, you know, time and try to balance, you know, the full time job, digital marketing, and also my own life. If I would ask you, like, how does like、um, the end to end process like for a single reel, like from like、okay. the ideation to like filming, editing, posting, like how do you do it?、Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first step, obviously, you have to think about the idea. So for this part, I constantly do it because you you won't be able to. Oh, okay, today I have to sit down and think about the idea, right? Every day, I kind of when I have idea, I have to write down. Like I have an Excel, you know, listing out all the, you know, video ideas that I would like to do、uh, later. That's the ideation part. And doing a filming, I think for real that is. Thirty to sixty second, I will be able to use maybe two hours to finish the filming process. That's not not a difficult part to me, because we are not making a YouTube video which is like ten minutes long, and you have to think about what are you gonna say. Making reels is like much more easier for the post production, which is the、uh, editing. And also recently, I start learning about color grading, which wa- wastes me so much time. <laughs> I mean, I- I'm not wasting it; I'm learning something out of it. But for the post production, it it can take me like half day for just a you know thirty minutes. I mean, thirty second to a minute, you know, short video. And for posting it, that's easy. Just you know. Open your Instagram and post it. Yeah, true,、uh, true. description. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that that's the description as well. And one more thing is, I think I realized that I have a, a OCD problem. Like, <laughs> I need to make sure everything is perfect because、uh, I mean, before I post it. So that will you know cost me sometimes as well. So if you are not a OCD person, you will be better. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. And I assume you use CapCut for your editing. Um, so I actually use、uh, Final Cut Pro and CapCut as well because, you know, Final Cut Pro is still kind of a traditional, you know, editing app, and I purchased it、uh, before, and and I can't just you know dump it away, even though CapCut is a really、uh, useful tool for editing. 
But for most of the part, I, I, I use Final Cut Pro, but for the caption part, because it has the like auto caption <laughs> function, that's super helpful. So I would use both software. And what is like the broader time frame? Like how long does it take from like ideation to posting? I mean, yeah, I mean, that's really depends. So I think I have two types of video. One is vlogging, like talking about the live in Canada. Another one is the Hong Kong versus Canada, you know, yeah, the uh, skeets, series. Uh, comparisons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So for vlogging, that will take much more time because you have to go out, you have to actually go out and, you know, do some filming. Yeah. Go to and you Costco. have to go. Yeah, exactly. So you, you have, and also you need to do the voiceover. So for that type of video, it takes me maybe, I mean, if you squeeze it in one day, you can finish it. Like in the morning, you, you do the filming and then afternoon, you do the editing and then maybe in the evening, you just pause it. So that ex exclude the, you know, ideation part. I'm curious, like, like now that you're posted for consistently for about like a year now, right? What was like the most unexpected thing that came out of the content? I mean, the, I would say the audience. So audience, I'm saying like, there are some really um, passionate audience who would keep commenting. Uh, sometimes they will overreact or they will start some kind of argument that I didn't expect. That's something I, I actually want to point it out because uh, I think everyone knows in the digital world, you can say whatever you want. You, people won't know, like, what is your background? They do not know your identity, so you can speak freely, but that's the problem as well. If you are commenting online, commenting on a, a YouTube video or anything, try to be more respectful. Everyone has their own background. Everyone has their point of view. So when you talk about your opinion, you are, you are free to do that, but also you have to respect what other people say. So yeah, that's something I, I find it interesting. And um, yeah, that, that's something I really didn't expect it before I start doing content. But that's, that's not the overall picture. I just want to say most of the audience are really nice. They encouraging, like they know that I, I'm, I'm having a zero marketing or digital content experience. They will be uh, saying like, okay, that's really awesome that uh, you start a, a you know, digital content uh, after you move to Canada. So um, that's the overall picture, but just some of the audience will, you know, having some arguments over, over my content. But yeah, that's the, the message I want to talk about. I think you're referring to like the arguments that happen in the comments, like between people. Yep. Has anything like hate comments ever happened to you that's not a lot but there's something that when you look at the comment and you feel like oh come on i'm just <laughs> making a content why you have to be so offensive to to everyone not just me but also mm -hmm. other you know audience commenting yeah but but not a lot trying to think think about any hated comment like when when you are thinking about like the idea of building a community um for, for people from Hong Kong immigrating to Canada or like other countries, uh, whether if it's like broadcast on Instagram or like a Discord community or like a WhatsApp group, like all the, all the Hong Kong people mm -hmm. do. How, mm -hmm. Have you thought of that? So personally, I haven't thought about like creating a like real community, like everyone talk to each other because first of all, there are so many groups out there 
already like talking about kind of um, informative stuff like uh, immigration, applying for for visa, applying for permanent residence. So for that, I I haven't started off thinking about you know creating a group that that will have some conversation. But in terms of physical community, I have thought about that because I I love uh, doing sports. I thought about like. Is there any chance I can, you know, get a group of people doing some kind of maybe a basket basketball lead or maybe a badminton session that we can just have fun? That would be cool. What about like other creators that you've been able to meet because of the content? Because I feel like there's like a there's like a little niche of like just like Hong Kong people coming to X Y Z country. Mm-hmm. Like, how how was your experience with that? Uh, it was really good. So um. So actually, I, I, I watch a lot of YouTube as well. Uh, I know some YouTubers, know them. I just know them on YouTube. But yep. I realized that she came to Canada as well. And one day, she commented on my reel and saying that, wow, that is really relatable. And that moment, I was like, oh my God, that is her. I always watch your video uh, on YouTube. That's something I didn't expect. Like creating content can you know allow me to meet more people with the same passion which is making video making content sharing um i mean doing some exchange on everything so yes that that's pretty cool as did you reach out yeah yeah i mean we had a dinner i mean we, oh, we came out cool. and had a dinner and we like i said we exchanged on some you know experience on maybe some plan in the future like how you're gonna uh, expand your your digital content stuff like that. And uh, I just wanted to wrap this up. I like to ask um, our guests to give our audience a little bit of a challenge. Um, mm-hmm. This would be like for the new year. So like I don't know uh, if you have anything top of mind. Like I said, I I always wanted to have some inspiration of my audience. So I would say if you have something you like, try it first. I am not asking you have to, you know do a, a fantastic job, let's say, uh, let's say digital content. But if you have something in your mind that you want to try, but you haven't tried it before, do it first. If you want to do a digital content creator, just post your first ever reel or YouTube video, anything. And if you want to try a new sports, let's say you want to do bouldering, you want to do tennis, try it first. You don't have to do a fantastic job. Just try it first because that's one of the message I want to bring as well because my first Instagram reel was not good. But still, after I tried it, I would you know start looking for a way to, to improve my uh, editing skills, improve my filming skills, improve my maybe my acting skills as well. That's the most important thing. Just try it first. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe you like it. If you don't like it, just, you know, never mind. Try another thing. If you are interested in that thing, you will start looking to improve, start looking to have more fun. So that's the challenge that I can bring to my audience. That's awesome, Ken. Like, this is a great way to wrap this. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. No, my pleasure. um, Thank you, Alex. Talk soon. So that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. All the links and resources will be shared in the descriptions. And if you'd like to support the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating on whichever platform that you're on. It would help us a ton to reach new audiences. Thank you so much for listening. And again, I see you in the next one.